welcome back to another episode of Room for Creation, the podcast where I, Suan Matthews, go to visit different artists and creative people at their studios or places where they work. In this episode, I visit Tim Kelly, who has a studio with Elysium Gallery and Studios in Swansea. Information I found on the internet says that Tim's material practice is formed of painting, drawing, animation and photography and he has an involvement in arranging events and exhibitions on a grassroots basis for artists who are wanting to test out their work in publicly used spaces. His work is socially engaged and broadly political, an interest in social history, human geography, archaeology and geology are clear themes in his work. He has a commitment to collaborative practice and he has developed working relationships with other like-minded artists. He got his master's degree in fine art from University of Wales, Trinity St. David's, Swansea. A quote from Tim is, I keep coming back to tagging in my work. Tags combine and layer in my work the unintelligible word weaving in and out of the layers of paint. Just in case you're listening to this in the future sometime, uh, to give you some context, it was recorded in October 2019. I remembered to take some photographs this time while I was at Tim Kelly's studio. So I will put those up on the accompanying Facebook page, which is also called Room for Creation. There should also be some links on there to Tim Kelly's Facebook page where you could view some of his work. So here we are. It's interview time. Meet Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly and we're in my studio on uh, Orchard Street uh, at the Elysium Studio Complex on Orchard Street in Swansea. Can you explain what the studios is because I'm here in your particular area but obviously there's a lot lot yep. of other artists in here as yep, well. Yep yeah um, on this floor um, uh, the studio space has primarily have been designed as um, as open spaces so uh, typically you would see uh, that a lot of lot of the spaces that artists have here don't have any doors on yeah they're kind of completely open so that that acts as a way that artists can talk to each other um, share kind of information about their work but also just see how people are kind of like progressing with their work that's that's how this was designed so it's got the, the whole studio spaces have got a, the look of an old kind of like an old sea ship, right, in a mm. hole of a... So it's very, very wooden. Um, everything's kind of organised around the central galley, but we've got a kind of community space uh, where where we can either hang work or we can socialise, etc. As you're describing there, um, I've come up to your floor and there's a, a large area out there where it's for people to all sit around and socialise. Does that happen a lot at this studios? It, it, it goes in cycles like most things. Um, obviously, uh, what, what, how it was planned was it would become this kind of like factory of, of ideas. 
uh, that it, it comes in fits and starts really in relation to people's commitment, people moving on, and but it does happen. It has happened, uh, but we kind of want to make sure that more of it happens in the future too. Okay, um, so is when you're working in your area. Do you, do you like having that interaction with others or would you prefer sometimes that you could just be left alone completely? Or? I, I, I was very, very clear at the very beginning of this, yeah, because I, they, they, I kind of was the first resident here, yeah, so I, um, and because I've got one of the bigger spaces, um, they were going to put a door on the space. Um, but and I, after a bit of negotiation, I said, like, you know, if everybody else is having not having a door, then I don't want this studio to have a door. So, yeah, no, for me, for me, it's it's the way I like to work. But I know that can face challenges for people who aren't in that position or don't, who want to be on their own, concentrating on their work. Um, it's just another way of working. Yeah. Uh, would would you feel that that interaction ever sort of informs your work or yeah, changes a- it? Or? Absolutely. You can't walk. You can't work in here, and you can't walk around without getting influenced daily by people's styles. You can't. It goes in and it comes out somewhere on, mm. on, in in the work. Mm. So yeah, there are there are influences, subtle influences like that. But also, there's collaborations that happen with it between the artists. Relationships kind of like spark up. Um, works made from that so yeah excellent um so in your specific space here obviously you've just explained there isn't a door there no. and it does feel like very open to the the communal sort of area there but you have nice uh two nice big windows um and sort of officey <laughs> Yeah. Lighting, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, this used but... to be a call a centre. So it's oh, very okay. uh it also used to be um it also used to be oh, supermarket, I can't remember which one. And it looks very much like that. It's um it's an old building. The 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 landlord is gonna pull down in a couple of a couple of years' time. Um so we're just kind of taking custody of it at the moment mm. to kind of do these things mm. to make use of those kind of spaces. And does is it sufficient? Do you, do you feel yeah, for making your work? Yeah, and no, absolutely. And I, I think where we make our work always has an impact on the work that we make. Mm. Yeah, Elysium Gallery have got uh, five, four spaces, five spaces probably now, around town, um, and they're all different buildings and they're all studios, most of them, and they're all very very different. So I was in originally. I was in the old Barons nightclub. Um, site at College Street that Elysium have, and that's all subterranean. Mm. Yeah, there's no everything's artificial light. Yeah, mm. um, and I was in a little pokey room with no windows. Yeah, and I was really concerned when I was, when I learned that I could come here. I was really concerned about what the effect of natural light would have on my work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, some people like it, some people don't. Because I'm not representational in my work. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Then you know the the light and shade, light, light and dark thing is kind of not something I do in my work. Yeah. So it's it's less yeah. important to me. But for other practitioners who've got different ways yeah. of practicing, you can you can pick and choose your building to suit your practice. I think, yeah. Is what I'm saying. So with your style of work, is does that come from your sort of inside your mind, or yeah. do you use yeah. references? Yeah. To... Yeah. Yes, and yes, and yes. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> it's all those things. Yeah. And, and more as well. Um, there's, at the moment, I'm kind of like done some research around, I suppose it's theoretical physics. Yeah. Mm. So there's notions of shapes within science that may don't may that may indicate some kind of process. Yeah. So it could be like Plato's solid shapes, yeah, the, the bricks, the, the cubes, the uh, the spheres, the cones, mm. yeah, because that's they're naturally occurring shapes, but also things like what a what a what a spiral arm galaxy looks like, yeah. It's mm. it's a movement around a central a central black hole, so that creates that movement, yeah. and, and that shape is an indicator that something is going on there, yeah, yeah. And I try to find those shapes in my work. Yeah. So I'm the, the shapes around town with the architecture. So Swansea's a lot of Swansea is gable ended. So you got jaggy. A, mm. a lot of jaggy gable-ended sort of like marks because basically I'm a mark maker mm. rather than mm. a rather than a, a drawer or rather than a, a painter. I'm somebody who makes marks. When I've walked into your studio today, that description sort of really fits because there's a lot of strong marks yeah. <laughs> around yeah. here, but it, it um, so if we can um, describe a little bit of maybe what you've been doing lately yeah. in your studio. So, so I've, in my practice, I'm trying to scale up and scale down uh, at different stages of the drawings I make. So uh, I have a sketchbook, I make the sketchbooks then into kind of art books. Um, and from that, the ideas I have from there, then I take uh, on sort of big pieces of. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm using using paper more or less. I'm using uh, Fabriano paper, and it's black. So I'm cut. So that hopefully is like linking in with the notions of science in relation mm. to um, the uh, brain theory and membrane theory about how universes can sit alongside each other. There's a notion in, in theoretical physics at the moment that the universe universes could in fact be flat. And that interests me. That really yeah. really because it, it's kind of you start off with notions in science and development about the flat earth. Yeah. Yeah, which is quite obviously plainly categorically <laughs> untrue. Yeah. yeah. However, yeah, there is a, a, theor a theoretical argument that says actually the world may be round. But the universe that we sit in is in fact flat as a, yeah. as a, as a piece of paper. Yeah. So I'm trying to depict those spaces on a black background of it, which might look like the void of space. Yeah. So that they become kind of islands of marks and continental kind of shelves of marks, mm. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it does actually feel quite spacey, but it also reminded me of like a blackboard yeah. With some, you know, you you talked a bit earlier before we put on the recorder about a certain piece of work that you've done, which has an equation yeah. that you've kind of put yeah. together, and this particular piece I'm looking at in front of me, uh, which is a big piece of paper on the wall with a lot of cool marks on it, um, 
but there's some writing and things in it. Yeah. And there's something about it that just made me think of some mad like guy scribbling away at uh, trying to figure out an equation yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that could have possibly been part of where it was coming yeah, from. Yeah. No. As absolutely. Well, but... The aesthetic of that yeah. is 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 really spot on. That's something I had thought about wanting to do, mm. and it is that very much the the mathematical genius. Yeah. Because I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm a mathematical imbecile. I, I've kind of tried to recreate the look of that, but without any of the the, the prowess in relation to kind of like you know matching numbers to to symbols and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But it's sort of like the art equivalent of someone who's doing that, but with numbers. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, kind of feels yeah. like that. Yeah, sort of yeah. Like... I'm all, always been a firm believer that that the division between art and science is culturally mediated. Mm. Yeah, and it's only us that impose those restrictions upon it because actually, in the medieval period, art and science and magic were all the same thing. Yeah. yeah they were all part and parcel of the same thing. And it's only with historical stuff like the Protestant Enlightenment, the Industrial Revolution, um, technology as agency for change, etc., that those things are now... I'm reflecting on, I suppose. I'm looking mm. back and saying, well, mm. actually, where are, you know, my, what I like to concentrate on my work is in, is in the grey areas between things rather than like the, 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 the one big thing or another big thing. Yeah. It's, I'm more interested in the space between mm. those two. So, mm. you know, you look at mm. object relationships, you look at, you know, and, that, and again, those metaphors are all being used in science at the moment. Yeah. So it's, from me consciously trying to explore that, but also maybe trying to bring those 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 separate concepts, which have become a bit mm. closer together. So, how would you work in this space as a rule, or has it changed over time? And what are your plans for it in the future as well? It has changed over time, um, and it changes with kind of condition of the room, um, projects externally that I've got going, or any other commitments that I've got. Um, and thing, and people have been saying to me, okay, I can see your work is changing, yeah, and over a period of time, yeah. So we have, I have those conversations with the people who look at my work and mm. my friends and stuff. So they, that, there is that ongoing. Like, I don't think you can, I don't think you can work and stay still. So every time <laughs> you make a mark, you will be in some way changing, and that's, I suppose mm. that, and again, that links back to the, the notion, the the notion of the tag, yeah, which is yeah. which is P and C. And G times H equals B. So there, there is, there is notions of imminence, I suppose, with how things are created and how life is made, which has, which is a metaphor for us, suppose how we do our work. Yeah, it's a mm. constant process of layering mm. and layering and layering and making changes as and when it suits. Yeah, I suppose. I like this space. It's become a communal space as well. Um, mm. It's given me chance to do more performative stuff as well as the the, the mark making, uh, which I'm really really pleased mm -hmm. about. So, what kind of thing was that? Um, well, obviously, being part of the Elysium, we've we've kind of made links with different parts of the creative and artistic communities within within Swansea. Uh, through the, the bar and the new gallery, we're bringing obviously yourselves. You know, the the the, the comedy audience, uh, mm. the theatre, the the performance artists. Um, we're meeting guys like you, yeah, having conversations, <laughs> but we're also doing that with musicians and yeah. book writers, book readers, poets, 
uh, analog technicians, mm. you name it. Mm. Like you mentioned earlier, the influences you can draw from each other are in a, in a certain place. Yeah. It can go right along the spectrum, can't it? Yeah. With, you don't have to just be a visual artist no. or... You know, you could be a musician influenced by a, a visual piece you've seen, or whatever you choose your tools to be yeah. are the ones that are going to be around you, aren't they? So actually, it, if we are surrounded by musical instruments, we can sort of like we can use them, and if we are surrounded by comedians, we will use that in our in our in our practice. It will, mm. as I said earlier, you can't help be around a cultural community without having that that two way, three way, multiple conversations with people, and so. How on earth did you end up being here in Swansea in the first place? Uh, and then was it due to anything to do with art at the beginning? No, no, absolutely not. Um, I'd always, I'd, I'd ignored uh, what I what I've done. Uh, didn't didn't draw, didn't paint, didn't for years and years and years. I, I, however, uh, when I was doing um, proper jobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> People were noticing that my notes were just full and full of doodles, and they were just yeah. coming out of everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and mm. people were saying, "Look, actually, you know, don't you reckon you ought to be doing something different?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, doing that. Um, also, you know, life events um, have an impact. Um, so, really, I didn't start. I didn't start painting again or drawing again. Um, until I was about 35, 40, mm. uh, following like death of a family member. Right. Kind of yeah, through therapy, I was kind of chatting to the therapist. Mm. And, and from there, I have not been able to stop. Yeah. I've not been able to put the pen down. Wow, that's amazing. Did it somehow save you somehow? Yeah, no, no, not somehow. Yeah. Properly, 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 properly. Yeah, yeah properly. Uh, having a chance to go and do college, uh, going to do an mm. MA, being accepted on that, wow. coming into c contact with a massive, massive cultural community yeah. that all go through the school. Yeah. Mm. Um, meeting people like the Elysium, meeting people like the Volcano, like Jane mm. Simpson, like all those, all the guys at school, all the teachers that taught us. Um, yeah, it, it's... It, it, it's not just saved, it's, yeah. it's reassembled. It's quite a nice um, message as well to anyone who could be listening who... Because often, I feel it myself, but I'm sure, I'm sure lots of people might feel like, oh, well, I could have done that, but, you know, it's too late now and stuff yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah. the reality is it probably isn't too late. No, no, it's never too late. It is really yeah. never. Um, as an example, um, Hokazai, um, a, I think, 17th century Japanese printmaker, yeah, uh, didn't start making prints until he was fifty. Oh wow! Right, um, and he said if he if he would have lived another five years, he would have been able to master a, a decent painting. <laughs> yeah, and he says that there's that nothing that he's ever produced under the age of seventy was worth anything. So actually, no, it really yeah. is never too late. Yeah, it really, really is. And the impact it could have on the the whole life you lead yeah, is yeah, just yeah um, something else, isn't it? Like, well-being is yeah. is a phrase that loads of people are chucking around these days, and it's really good that we're t discussing it. But our as for me has had a, a massive impact on my well-being from a personal perspective. But the ability to be able to do this and have the agency to do this and the support from people to be able to do this mm. is massive. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> life-changingly affirming, massive.
So just to sort of finish off, I guess, um, with this space now, you mentioned before we started to record, you've got another year on yep. this studio. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, and then what are the plans for the, the this coming year? And then, and then possibly beyond that, do you have any idea if this place is going to... We Survive don't. Or? We don't in a moment. Um, you know, we shall see what we shall see. We live in a very, very uncharted times. Mm. You know, globally, politically, nationally, culturally. Um, we will see what happens. Um, but we, you know, we know we're going to be here for another year at least. And for me personally, I'd like to be able to kind of get this place back to what it was intended to be originally, which is that kind of hub, that mm. that hive of activity. Yeah. And that conversation between, I mean, you know, we've got all manner of artist stuff here, but also we've got the university's uh, MA, um, and we've got the space down the end. And that's just great, isn't it, to have that kind yeah. of communication yeah. and that, and be around, be around a really dynamically educative practice that people seem to have. Okay, and um, I'm just interested as well in how you actually create your work. Right. Because Obviously, in here right now, there's a lot of things, which you did mention before, at some point, now you know you're going to be here, you're going to be yeah. making more space in here for yeah. yourself. To, you know, just to describe it to the people listening, would you sit at a desk? Would you stand? Would you lie on the floor? What sort of yeah, things do you do? Yeah, and all that. And <laughs> yeah. all that, depending on... Depending on the the proximity to the the the, the space and the, and the ability to make a mark. If I want to kind of get up close to uh, up to the paper, and I will kind of like go straight in. Obviously, because it's like a couple of meters long, you have to stand yeah. back from it and look at it. So it, yeah. it's it's all those things, I suppose. Um, uh, the smaller work, I tend to do it at a desk, so a coffee table size, and I do that at home. Yeah. And they, those are my sketchbooks, mm -hmm. but they're also products that I sell down at the Swansea Market every month. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. you have a store? Yep, yep, yep. Every month, Swansea Market? Market. Also, <laughs> and again, the Elysium guys are having uh, Swansea's first ever art fair. Oh, great. Um, and we've got 50 really cracking artists up at the gallery on High Street in November for that. So okay. there is opportunities within Swansea and the yeah. Swansea art community yeah. as well as generally to get your work out there and... Okay, yeah, so I'm going to put a couple of images up on the Facebook to go with this um, podcast. But if anyone really would like to have a look at your work, yeah. where can they look online? Or? Uh, they can look at uh, Tim Kelly on my Facebook page. I'm a, uh, a technological Luddite, <laughs> so I've, 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 I've now met a few young people that can, that can maybe make a, a site for me. So I think that's the next step, is, is building that website. So, Excellent. Um, but in a moment, yeah, I, I'm on uh, Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram is what I yeah. use at the moment. So. What I'm doing at the market, making it priced so that people can pick up something with your lava bread. So prices between four pounds for a hand um, hand painted card, greetings card, to uh, the, one of the largest images, They're, they go for about 50, but it's from four, 10, I've got things for 10, things for 25. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody's price range really. Well, thank you so much for showing me around. Thank you, mate. And well, um, good luck for everything. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we shall see. Thank you.
Music.